Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Too Tall For You. Hello, and welcome back to Too Tall For You. Today, I'm chatting with Francesca Manns. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, So Fran and I met playing club volleyball, like what seems like a lifetime ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we were playing... Yeah, just club volleyball. And I remember Fran being super tall, super pretty, super athletic. Um, you also ran track in high school, right? Or did track and field? Yeah. Yeah. So I did the jumping events. In high okay, school. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But do you want to uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Give everyone a little spiel about who you are? Sure. Um, yep. So my name is Francesca. I'm 25 years old. I am in graduate school right now, um, so I'm pursuing my master's, and I have high hopes to go to law school one day, but that's just kind of the nerdy stuff about myself. Um, I used to play volleyball with Berkeley, and um, I currently live in Las Vegas, and I guess I, I should probably say at my height, I'm six feet tall, and yeah, that's a little spiel about me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. So I just want to start with like a rocket round of questions. Uh, so the audience can get to know you a little bit. So I always tell everyone, I was like, don't try and explain your answer because that's what I would want to do. As soon as I give an answer, I'd want to explain it, but, um, I'm just going to do like 45 seconds and just answer the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. All right. Let me pull up timer. All right. Ready, set, go. All right. Favorite food. Oh gosh. (laughs) <laughs> sushi or Caesar oh my gosh I can't talk sushi or Caesar salad which is really basic uh last <laughs> thing you bought online um let's see what did I buy online <laughs> uh, oh a gift from my mom for Mother's Day but I can't say it <laughs> nice uh what superpower do you wish you had or for her birthday sorry um superpower mm, probably telekinesis okay uh pizza with <laughs> pineapples yes or no no <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite song right now? Hmm. Oh, these are hard questions to answer so quickly. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't. I like the new song um, "Best Friend" with Doja Cat and Saweetie. So really okay, cool, fun. <laughs> All right, that's time. That's great. Okay, love it. Um, I'm really bad like, at doing that, like speed rounds. I am, I'm so indecisive, so. Me too. It's I cannot make a decision to save my life. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, okay, the next thing that I want to start with is just, I'm calling them how's the weather up there stories. Mm. So oh, I I feel like I get lots of funny comments. So I've just been curious mm. to see like, what is the funniest or weirdest thing that you've gotten or heard from somebody about your height? I've heard so many weird things. I, I, I can I can think of two right off the bat that are extremely weird. Well, one is not necessarily extremely weird, but this happened to me the other day. I was coming back from, um, well, I was about to get on a flight and I was leaving the restroom and this girl just comes up to me and this older woman, I should say. And she was like, wow, you're tall. God bless you. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, it wasn't like a compliment, you know, she didn't say it in a way that was like, I felt was complimentary in any sort of way, but like she, it was more of this revelation. And I don't know why she felt the need to say, God bless you. Like I was going through something, but, um, so that was 
very strange for me. And then I remember one time when I was in college a few years ago, um, this guy, I heard this like running, like stomping behind me. And I'm like, what the heck? So I like, started to speed up because I'm like, this is weird. Like someone's following me. And this guy literally jumps in front of me. And he's like, oh my gosh, um, you're so tall. You remind me of one of those high elves from Lord of the Rings. And like, it was very weird. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That was another strange, strange, uh, I don't know, revelation. But um, mostly I hear the muffled comments in public, um, negative, positive, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, I just, I tell people all the time, like, it's not a normal day if I don't get the, wow, you're so tall at least once. Like, I know. It's just like standard in daily life. Yeah. I get that all the time. And I, I, I genuinely still don't know how to react. Mostly just say yes. That's mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> because like, it's not a, I don't know. It's like not a compliment. It's just a mm-hmm. statement. Like. I know that's my exact thing. But I'm it's like. An observation. Yeah. You're not asking me a question. You're not really giving me a compliment. I don't know what you expect me to say back. Like if you ask me how tall I am, at least I could tell you that. Like, yeah, it's just why you're so tall. Yeah. It's like. Oh, I didn't realize. Job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. You, your eyes work. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. So I originally reached out to Fran um, on Instagram. She had posted a story with kind of a lot of things in it, actually. And I was like, hey, would you like to be on my podcast and talk about these things? Um, So I'm kind of just going to go through it slowly because I took a screenshot and saved them. Um, But yeah, so one of the first things it said in your post was that you had seen some volleyball videos and it was reminding you of like your original dream that you had to play volleyball. And since then uh, you've since stopped. And do you want to just talk a little bit about what happened, like why you decided to stop playing? Yeah. So um, I was at Seattle university on a volleyball scholarship. Um, I was surrounded by a lot of great girls. Um, I mean, it was, it was an overall good experience. I was there for preseason uh, for a few months. And I was actually dating somebody at the time who had lost, uh, his father. And I had a lot of pressure. I had never been in love before and Mm -hmm. he was very lonely and he wanted me to come back. And I kind of fought against it for a while, but I, I felt terribly. So I was like, I can, I was like, I guess I can go back and maybe I'll play volleyball for UNLV um and so that was kind of the plan and when I came back uh I it's a whole story but I decided against that and I was going to play sand volleyball with another friend and she decided that that wasn't her passion anymore and I was just in this position where I'm like well what do I do and I started to I'm such a competitive person that I started to refocus that energy on academics for the first time. I mean, in high school, I could care less. Like I was just hundred <laughs> percent focused on sports. Um, but I refocused on academics and I found a new love in that. And I, I kind of always realized I'm deep down a pretty dorky, nerdy person. So, <laughs> so I, I really enjoy it. And that's just been my new passion recently. So. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like one of the things you said in there was you, graduated top of her class with two degrees like that's pretty awesome so what what are your two degrees that you graduated in so for undergraduate I um, received two bachelors of arts one in psychology and the other one in anthropology 
So uh, very cool. Very people focused degrees. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think another comment you made in there was that you just like were so surprised by how like interested you were in these topics, right? And like what uh just tell us a little bit like what do you love about it or what like draws you to it? So what drew me to psychology is um and I'm very open and honest with uh psychological battles, whether they're my own or my family's. Um it's something that my family struggled with is psychological health. So from a young age, I was introduced to it, didn't understand it. Um, So when I first took my psychology 101 class in college, I sort of fell in love with the subject and I really started to understand these things. And I think it filtered into my compassion as a person. And um, I just wanted to help people in some way. I I originally was going to go for clinical psychology and now I've kind of, I want to be a part of, um, of um, I, just the legal sphere in general and uh, fixing some of the Byzantine legislation, some of the backwards le- legislation, whether that's with mental health or um, some other things. So I fell in love with the field of psychology. And then I also fell in love with anthropology after interviewing this professor. And he told me that um, there isn't a dull moment in his life because he's so happy with what he does and what he studies. And um and anthropology is such a wide reaching field. It's literally the study of humans. So there's a lot you could do there. And yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just kind of going through this list of this post that no, you had. Go, but, um, go for it. So you're currently pursuing your master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you plan to go to law school, like you said. Uh, is that was that ever something that like in the back of your head when you were younger, you're like, maybe that's something I might want to do. Or is that just newfound, like since you've refocused into academics and things like that? So from the time I was little, my parents and my family would always joke about me being a lawyer. They're like, Oh, she needs to be a lawyer. I mean, I'm a pretty, um, a protective person. I would say Mm -hmm. in my daily life, I try to stand up for what I believe in. I've always, fought for people, whether that ends up good or bad. Um, so it was something that my family used to joke about. And I, I pressed against that in college. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I want to be a clinical psychologist. That's what I want to do. Um, and then eventually I took this psychology and the legal system class uh, over summer and it just clicked. And I'm like, this is what I need to do. I need to be able to be a part of this sphere and, um, yeah, I just I was fighting my true nature for a really long time, but everyone says I'm very argumentative, which I don't know if that's true. I just enjoy discussing different yeah. viewpoints with people. So well, that's cool. That's exciting to be working towards that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's really neat. It's a lot of school. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So yeah, where where are you at on that sphere, like that schedule? Um, I should be done with my degree from Columbia in a semester um, if everything works out with the pandemic and the classes I need are available. So I should be done. This semester is um, my second and then I have one more after this. So, okay, cool. And hopefully it's law school. (laughs) Then off to law school. That's so exciting. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And then the last part of this post, which I kind of really wanted to like just chat about really, because I feel like I'm in it too. So I related to a lot and you're like, you just wanted to encourage people that felt like they were restarting or giving up. 
Um, cause that's kind of mm-hmm. how you said you felt maybe about volleyball. Cause that was your original dream. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just like, I guess, what have you learned from feeling like you were giving up or having to restart or like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was, um, a pretty traumatic thing when I came back from, uh, Seattle because I had given up a four-year scholarship and pretty much everything that I had worked for, for the past four years in high school and my family was supporting me. They were there for every game. Like it was an investment for everyone involved. And my coaches um, were especially disappointed as well. It was just like, you know, it's a small community as I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're aware. So when I came back, it was like little talk of the volleyball town and like everyone was talking about it. And I just felt a lot of guilt and embarrassment about it. And I couldn't go into UNLV right away. So I had to take a semester off and I worked at a collections agency um, seven days a week, which was a good experience, but it was mm-hmm. one that taught me that I like would like to, to get my degree because it's not something that I wanted to do to have to work yeah. there in an administrative position. It was just what it wasn't for me. Um, so I didn't have any support. And as much as I love my family and everyone, obviously, during that time, it was hard and confusing. And I was kind of alone, to be honest with you. So I had to support myself and I got the job and I applied to UNLV and I just said, you know, I'm going to make my family proud. I'm going to make myself proud and I'm going to refocus my energy on this and I'm going to do well. And so that's basically what I did. And over time, I kind of not only proved to my friends and family that I could do it, I proved to myself that it doesn't really matter. You know, even if you're at a point of depression or at a point, a low point in your life where you you feel like you've lost everything, which it sounds silly, you know, with, with volleyball, like as a sport, but it, you know how much it means to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure. mean, it's, there's so much involved there. And, and I felt like I lost everything. I felt like I lost my identity. So it doesn't matter. You can, you can restart, you can rebuild yourself as long as you um, kind of have that tenacity and you don't let other people's opinions get in the way. And that's what's hard is just filtering out the negative opinions. But yeah. Do you think, <laughs> yeah. Do you think social media made that even harder than it already was? Social media? Yeah. I mean, social media makes everything hard. So <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, it can make things easy too, but like I, yeah, it, it was definitely a part of that I mean I could tell that people were communicating um about that and it was again it was like this a point of embarrassment for me (laughs) because I I put so much into it and I know a lot of people put a lot of investment and time into me as a volleyball player so yeah it was it was difficult in social media and seeing um all my friends playing and doing well as much as I love and support all of you guys it's just Mm -hmm. it was hard it was hard to see that but I'm like I what did I do like I gave up everything that I like wanted to pursue like I it was hard to watch that over the years but um it was also a point of growth for me and I feel like um more than ever I'm in tune with who I am so So, that's great (laughs) yeah I I like I really felt that I it resonated with me because I'm I mean, I'm just going through my first year of professional volleyball and I'm trying to decide if it's for me, if I like it, you know, I mean, living across, across, uh, overseas, it's like lots of things are different. And I'm just like, 
I don't know where I stand on it. So yeah. So I'm just like trying to figure out if I'm going for another year, if I'm going to go home and find another job. And, and that little, there's that little tug of like, if I do think about going home and finding another job, it's like, I feel like I'm giving up on volleyball. And it's like, yeah. And I think like as an athlete, it's ingrained in you to keep going no matter what. So it's like when you do stop or something happens, you're like, it's almost like you feel like I could have done something more to like make it work out. And then you like, it's tough (laughs) being an athlete is great. And yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a way of life. (laughs) Yeah. So, but there were little things that happened. Um, and I'm not an extremely sentimental person, um, or religious person. I, I mean, there are things that happened though, that kind of proved to me that it was the right decision. And actually, if I didn't come home, which is something that I don't really discuss with people, but um, this is interesting. My mom, she was actually a few years ago, she was admitted to the hospital for a total organ failure. It was like this shocking thing. We still don't know why or how it happened. Um, But um, if I wasn't at the house when it was, you know, I was staying with my parents at the time, but if I was not there, she would not be alive. today so I know that sounds silly maybe I don't know but it's interesting yeah and (laughs) she's okay now yeah no she's okay now but it's just one of those little things where I was like what if I never came back like it's interesting like I don't know what would have happened maybe someone else would have been there but yeah so things like that or you know different accomplishments I would have never thought in a million years that I would end up at an Ivy League school. Like when high school, I, like I said, I didn't care about academics. Like I knew mm-hmm. I was smart in my own way, but I, I didn't think I was like anywhere near that caliber. Yeah. And it just kind of goes to show if you work hard, like you can, you can accomplish anything. So. <laughs> yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Like I think some people, yeah, if they have that drive and they have that goal, like, and that's where they're going and they know how to work for it. But like, if you're, if that's not a thought in your mind and you're like, Oh, it's whatever, but that's really neat to be able to be like, yeah, I worked my ass off and got myself here and like got into a school. That's really difficult to get into when academics weren't a priority to me, like, or as high of a priority as athletics maybe. but I'm sure my teachers in high school would have laughed. Like they would have (laughs) thought I was, you know, ridiculous for saying I would ever end up at a school like that. So (laughs) that's funny. It's awesome though. It's so awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so you had like two stories. That was kind of like right. the first page of the mm-hmm. story. And um, the second one, you talked a little bit about, um, sorry, I'm just like skimming a little bit. Uh, you had a, a journal for a course, you said, and it, they asked you to describe your worst fear. And <laughs> you said your worst fear was uh, you're be- you afraid of not being successful in your career and being completely dependent on a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about that. I love it. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, it's so funny because the person who I was with, when he read that, he, it, it became a joke after, but at the mm-hmm. time, like he was pretty serious. Like he blew up on me and was like, would that really be so bad if I were to take care of you, if you were just to stay at home and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, it's, everyone is different and what makes people happy. You know, I'm not like, discrediting that but I just um I have such a fear and maybe it comes from competitive sports I've always been in sports from a young age that I want to succeed and that feeling of 
when I gave up everything for a guy, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, I never wanted to do that again. So what I, like, I put in so much blood, sweat and tears into my degrees and doing well and, and doing all this stuff in academia that I was not going to give that up for a guy again. You know, if he wanted me to focus on his career and and do what he wants to do, like, I, it's just not something that I could feel happy about. I would deeply regret it. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I definitely have a fear of failure and that's something that I'm working on, but in my life, I want to have my own aspirations and my own identity and my own dreams. So whoever I end up with is going to have to (laughs) accept that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really, it's super awesome. And I think, um, I've always considered myself like a pretty independent person. I like doing things on my own. Um, but I've also been like super excited for marriage and to like have that person yeah. to depend on. And, um, right. But when I read this, like, I, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not saying. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> um, I, when I read it, I was like, I don't, I just, I loved that you said that, that like you were not going to put your dreams on hold for someone else. You experienced that and you learned from it and you're like, I, I now know what I want and I'm working towards it and I want to get there and sorry, I'm putting me first. And that's great. Like, that's amazing that you've learned how to do that. Cause I think it takes some people a really long time to learn how to put themselves first and go after what they want, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, even during that relationship, I had a very hard time putting myself first, even though I knew in my head, like for the future, I have to focus on myself. I'm going to work on my career first and like, but I would still make these exceptions for that person who I was with. And I've done it a couple of times in relationships before. Mm -hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where I, I can't do that again, you know? So yeah, totally. You're on the road for big things. And that's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Well, so are you. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I just, I really loved, so then like you kind of finished it off saying, don't feel pressured to fit someone's mold and your goals are attainable and worthy of pursuit. And I just, I love that. I just, I don't think we say that enough or tell people enough that like, if you want it, like it's, if it's something that you want, it's going to make you happy. It's worthy of putting your time and effort into and I just think that needs to be talked about more and I, yeah, it's paying off. I mean, you're enjoying what you're doing and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure on, um, on kids growing up to pursue something that's, uh, realistic, obviously, you know, there's a lot, mm-hmm. but like, I I've always pushed against that. I think that no matter how, um, out there your goals might seem, I think if you have the right attitude about it, if you tell yourself every day that I'm going to make this happen, like you'll experience failures along the way. Of course I have as well. Um, But it's that ultimate goal that you're working toward. And it doesn't matter what people tell you. I have been told so many things by family and friends, just even about my former degrees, you know, like, what are you going to do with those? You know, what, what, how's that going to serve you in life? And the one thing that I've always said back is, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be successful. So yeah. one way or the other, I'll be successful. And I think that's important for people to have that attitude, no matter what their goals are. 
For sure. And you kind of just said it, but like something I feel like I've learned slowly is I think it's so important the way you talk to yourself, like telling yourself that you can reach these goals and, and do these amazing things. And do you like, did you have to shift your mindset? I mean, going from athletics and then focusing on academics, like, did you, do you think you taught, like told yourself, spoke to yourself differently about academics while you were like in high school versus when you were pursuing it after you stopped playing? Yeah. (laughs) So when I was in, when I was in high school, I mean, like I said, I was focused on, on sports entirely. And it wasn't that I was ever like that I ever did so poorly in school. Mm -hmm. I just kind of got by. Um, I would study for my tests at lunch or like do homework last minute and like I'd miss a lot of class because I was exhausted and sick. I would get sick or something, you know? So um, I wouldn't communicate with my teachers in high school. And that was probably Mm -hmm. my biggest problem was that I was so like, I had so much anxiety about it and fear about academics that I had this like negative thing where I was just like, well, it is what it is. I'll just take the grade. I'll just, you know, it's fine. It's not important to me. I'm, I'm working on something else. Um, Which it, it was not, it's so far from the truth because you can have both. You can be a stellar athlete and you can also be a stellar student, but I mm-hmm. didn't think of it that way at the time. But um, when I shifted into college, I obviously brought with me that competitive nature mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to do well. Did I think that I would get all A's in college? Absolutely not. It was more about like, let me try to get as many A's as I can. And then hopefully okay. when I like get to math, cause like that, I, <laughs> I'm terrible at math. I'm like, then I'll have a buffer. Like then I'll be able to, uh, you know, my grade point average will be fine because I'll, I can get a bad grade in that and it'll still be fine. But then I started getting these A's and I'm like, like now it doesn't matter what the subject is. Like I have to get an A in it. Like, even if it's like biology or math or things that I'm not normally inclined to, it just became a competition and not with other people, but just more with myself. And I would always try to find in classes, people who, did really well and who, you know, I, I admired and I would never necessarily compete with them. I'd want them to do well. But like, if I saw that they were doing something, I'd be like, Oh, well, I need to step up my game too. You know? So it's just that healthy sort of, um, not comparison, but I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love it. Uh, So, I mean, you've said several times that like, you brought over competitive competitiveness or things from volleyball or from sports and that's yeah. helped you in school. Um, I'm kind of curious if you think anything um, like any of your experiences from being tall have like added to that too. Like, do you think yeah. your height has like, like my first example would just be confidence. Do you think your height has given you confidence in like ways that you wouldn't have expected or do you like, do you relate anything back to being tall? like you do absolutely absolutely yeah well in athletics like growing up you know I don't I'm not sure if you've had this experience the same experience (laughs) but you know it's hard when you're taller than all the boys and you're just taller than everyone in general and (laughs) you feel awkward and everyone tells you you're gonna love being tall one day but you don't really believe them (laughs) um so I started to believe that when I was in high school and actually on um my club team with you and Sophie and Emma and Deja and everyone, you know, these t- beautiful tall girls where I'm like, if anything, man, I should be taller. Like, yeah, <laughs> like right. I, loved, I loved being tall at that point. Like I, it served me well. And, um, 
I thought I've thought about that before, like in academics or in my career, like, you know, hopefully when I become a lawyer one day, if, if that happens, that's my goal. But mm-hmm. um, I do think being tall, you naturally, and I, you can command a presence in other ways mm-hmm. um, or multiple ways at once. But I feel that being tall, I have commanded more of a presence Um, I don't slouch anymore. You know, when I enter a room, I put my shoulders back. I stand as tall as I can and I try to project myself. Um, I think that they're being so tall. You, you should own it. Like it, it comes off um, insincere in a way when you're not owning it and you're slouching. And like, if you're giving a presentation and you, you kind of lean into that, you know, your height and your identity in general, people are going to see that confidence radiating off of you physically and from within. And I do think it makes a difference, you know, so it's something totally. that did transfer. It started off with sports and learning to love being tall. And now when I enter a room or give a presentation or I'm with a bunch of men or something like it, you know, I feel more confident when I embrace what I look like as well as how I feel. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. I totally, I agree. wear heels. Yeah. I wear heels you all the time them. now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with that, one more thing like that yeah. Fran does, you do a lot of modeling and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really know much about it. I just see all your posts on Instagram and I think they're amazing. Um, you. Do you want to just share a little bit about what that experience has been like? Yeah. So modeling is another thing where I feel like it's helped me a lot with my confidence Um, It can be a negative experience for people as well. There's a lot of negative, but I think helping, well, coming from a sports background not only has helped me in modeling, um, but it's helped me in school. It's helped me in a lot of regards because as you know, like you can be pretty ripped apart when you come from the sports world, your coaches, like Mm -hmm. it's not always the most loving environment. People are hard (laughs) and real with you. And I think that helped, you know, because in modeling, there's a lot that people unfortunately are subjected to at a younger age. I was, I started when I was 21. So I was a little bit older for someone starting off in modeling. I didn't want to model. I never wanted to model. Um, It was my aunt who got me into this agency that her uh, daughter was, was at at the time. And I just kind of was thrown into it. I didn't have volleyball anymore. So I was like, Oh, well something else to do to Mm -hmm. make some extra money and just, see what happens. And I was really awkward and nervous at first, like in so bad, so bad. I could not be in front of the camera without like twitching my eye or like, I was just <laughs> terrible, but, uh, but it helped with my confidence. It definitely, you know, it shows people really do value your height, you know, like they, they mm-hmm. love tall people in the modeling world, obviously. So, um, that, that was, a. Uh, a positive experience for me, even though I did get a lot of negative criticism at times, it was like, I brushed it off because I'm used to it. Like I'm used to that, mm-hmm. but not saying it's acceptable, but um, yeah, my height definitely played a role into modeling as well. And it was something that just gave me an extra dose of confidence. Um, yeah. Being in front of a camera, it's, it's amazing. Like what that can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, kind of along those lines, um, If you, is there any advice that you want to give to like younger you or any younger girls who are tall and heading into life? Is there any uh, life lessons that you want to pass along as a tall girl? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think 
I don't want to give the standard, like one day you're going to love it speech because that's what I got growing up. And I was like, when, like, when is this going to (laughs) happen? You know, but, um, I just think the best thing you can do is to focus on your self-esteem and who you are as a person. And a part of that comes with embracing your height. You know, it's something that like I had to learn. I was really awkward for a long time with my height and I slouched and I was embarrassed and I tried to make myself small. And in life, if you want to be successful, like you can't make yourself small. And more importantly, you can't let anyone make make you small. And that's what people tried to do to me growing up, whether it was with my height or in other ways, but definitely with my height, people would try to make me feel almost bad about it. Like I've had a lot of good experiences from it, a lot of positive feedback from being tall, but I've also had some negative comments and here and there. And I think that you just never physically and mentally can never make yourself small for another person. (laughs) So don't do it just embrace it. And one day you obviously will love it. I, that's how I feel, but yeah. Awesome. Uh, I just have to share this. I don't know. It came to my head when you were talking, but um, yeah. uh, I think I was in like a church lesson one time. I, so a teacher was like, uh, I don't exactly remember what the lesson was about, but like she basically asked us, she's like, write down all the things that you don't like about yourself. And so like we made a list, had a time limit and pretty much most of the things that people like wrote down were things that they couldn't change. And after that, she was like, so if you recognize that these are what they are and you just accept them, you can move past them and you can learn to embrace them and love them. And like, that's how I feel about your height. Like once you realize that there's not much you can do about being as tall as you are, if you don't enjoy it. So find a way to love it and embrace what it brings. So yeah, I think that's really important because as far as I'm concerned, there are no surgeries that I know of where you can yeah. just make yourself shorter. And I think it would kill me to, to find out someone would, would do that, you know, because yeah. I really do think being tall can be such a gift. Um, and it makes you, it's a part of what makes you you and makes you different from people. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think it's, it builds a lot of character as well. So um, Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's not something you want to change. And I think that my height has also kind of taught me lessons about other physical features that I have had a hard time coping with. Just everyone has their things and their insecurities. And um, yeah, once once I started to embrace that, I started to embrace myself in general, I think. So there are some things about myself where I'm not like crazy about, but it's what makes me me. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So like I told you, um, I'm asking everyone here if they have a question for another tall girl. So the guest before you, her name is Courtney Schwan. She's actually also a professional volleyball player. She played at the University of Washington um, and she's here in France with me, not on my team, but just in France. Um, You guys are so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, Her question to you and to other tall girls is what is the most creative thing that you've done with your height? Like maybe you tried modeling or maybe you tried to create a clothing brand for people of the same height um, or something like that. What's so if you have something besides modeling, what's the most creative thing that you've done with your height? Hmm, The most creative thing that I've done with my height. It's interesting. That's a good question. Um, Yeah. I mean, the obvious one would be modeling, but um, I would say, I think 
every day I try to be creative with my height because like I told you, um, I wear heels and it's something that a lot of guys don't like, Mm -hmm. which is really funny to me. So, um, yeah, it's, I started wearing heels when I started modeling and, um, I just think it's funny to get people's reactions. So it adds a few inches to me and I'm already tall, right? Yeah, even when you're not wearing heels, the eyes go to your feet first and then back they're up like, and they're like, yeah. so when you're wearing heels, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, they're like, wow, <laughs> she's really like, she really likes being tall, like, you yeah. know, really embracing it. So I, I did try to be creative in that way. Like I tried to find fun shoes and heels and I just like, I like the reactions now. I'm like, I like when people yeah. look at my feet and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to wear <laughs> yeah. heels. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Not okay, too creative, so, but you know. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I think... I personally love like one of my favorite things is getting dressed for the day like because I feel like I can express how I'm feeling or who I am that day and what I wear and so like I love that like having having really awesome shoes that show up how tall you are I think that's great I absolutely love it and I'll get like comments too like Fran you don't have to wear heels you don't have to dress up whatever (laughs) I'm like no I'm gonna (laughs) yeah yeah I know I don't have to but I'm gonna (laughs) I Uh like it I'm doing it for me (laughs) right yeah totally Okay, so back at you. Do you have a question for another tall girl? Yeah, so I've I've been trying to think of a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask, what do you love about being tall? But I feel like that's pretty generic. So instead, I'm going to talk or ask the question, um, how, how does confidence play into your height? How does confidence play into being tall? Like, what do you derive from that? Um, so I know that's kind of like an ambiguous question, but it could be positive, negative, but how does your height affect your self-esteem is basically what I'm asking. That's so. awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes I'll answer them back when we're in the middle conversation, but I, I feel like we kind of touched on this a little bit for you and, and I agree with most things you said. I feel like being tall, like, because you're from such a young age, like you're immediately in the spotlight, wherever you go, you have eyes on yeah. you. So it's like you learn pretty quick how to deal with not really being center of attention, but being looked at. Cause like, I absolutely hate being center of attention, but like, I, yeah. I know how to hold myself when I walk in and people are staring at me or have things to say to me. I know. Yeah. I just, I do feel like my height has given me confidence and I'm so beyond yeah. grateful for that. <laughs> and it's something that it's, you know, it, it's something that will never go away. So that's the, like something that I've learned too, is like, people are not going to stop like gawking or like looking at me and right. when I come into a room or looking at my feet or making those comments, you know, so I'm going to have to learn how to embrace it. And I think what you do is so wonderful too, because in volleyball, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're surrounded by a lot of tall women. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But you also, I mean, you constantly do have the spotlight on you in terms of, I know things are kind of different right now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. but you ha- usually would have an audience right. and you're performing for people but it's kind of weird how you can like disassociate from when you're in a game, like you have all this spotlight on you and like, you know, you're playing, you're doing this. And then you go out and you walk into like a restaurant and then you see people looking at you and you're just like, like what? Like this is, you know, it's a different experience, mm-hmm. but you have to learn to be confident in volleyball, which you obviously have. And just in your everyday personal life too, which I think you have as well. So well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But you're beautiful. So obviously I've always <laughs> thought that. And there was a part where there's a point in time where I was a little bit jealous of you and Sophie <laughs> and you guys. I'm like, man, like I don't want to be the shortest in the front row. I wanna be I wanna be your height. So 
that's funny. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a very meaningful conversation to me as well. And it helps a lot with my own self-reflection. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening. As always, subscribe, comment, and share with all your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Too Tall For You Podcast. Thanks again and catch you next time.